Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN, Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Paige Demakos, Arians, Jamie Eisner, and a oh, win is a win. win Jake, win. that's a great, great job. Way to open a the win. show. It is. A win is a win. Great My job. My mute didn't work. In, in it did case, not start over. Case, yeah, in case you guys are wondering, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did get a victory tonight on Monday Night Football, and we will get into it because, as Jake said, a win is a win. Great job. So, Jake, your your reactions to this football game, just totally raw off the cuff. The game ended about, like, 10 minutes ago, so I think we're going to get a good reaction here. A win is a win. Good job. <laughs> I was te- te- texting my dad, who will be calling while we're on the show, uh, probably the next three weeks in a row since we go Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, look, they played like shit. They didn't show up on Monday Night Football. They have the greatest quarterback of all time. They made enough plays. And it will look completely different when it's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, compared to Mike Evans getting doubled and Bradbury playing pretty well. And you got Jaden Minkins and Scotty and a rookie. It's just different. Like The, the Giants do a great job mixing up their coverages. They played really good defense all year. They did a nice job stopping the run. Danny Dimes is like, as Jamie said, the freaking Daniel Jones experience. The highs and lows of watching this guy will drive you nuts. But he obviously sees Todd Bowles' defense better than most people. He played really well. I mean, he got the nickname last year beating us, and he played really well again tonight on Monday Night Football. They made enough plays to win the game. The mark of a good team is you win games when you don't have your A game, and they did 6-2, and move on to the Saints. Like, that's pretty much all I got. I would have loved to have seen a hell of a lot more than I saw tonight. But this team will look completely different when it's Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller. And you can mix up your coverages. You could do it. When you're dictating to the defense, instead of let they almost had the, the game dictated to them. The Giants did that nice of a job mixing up coverages. They, they really did a nice job. They made enough plays to win the game, period, in the story. That's, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, made enough plays to win the game, get some turnovers in this game for the defense, even though they didn't play their best performance. By by no means was this a top-tier performance from the Buccaneers' defense, not at least what we have seen thus far, but they make enough plays to get it done. Um, and listen, this Daniel Jones experience, right, that, that you have called it, Jamie, I think the, the big question here for me is, as we continue to discuss what, the two teams in New York are going to do with their long-term future. This is going to be one of the more polarizing discussions around this football team is 
do the Giants, in fact, decide if they are in a position to move on and draft a quarterback, or do they decide to move forward with Daniel Jones? Because I think this is, you see the good, but you see the bad, and it, it's pretty much this experience week in and week out. There are going to be two key factors in that decision. One, is Dave Gettleman still the general manager making that call? Two, are they picking at number two, or are they picking at number three or four? Because they're not, I don't think they take Trey Lance over Daniel Jones right now. They're not taking any of the other quarterbacks. If it's Justin Fields, that's going to be an interesting conversation because I don't think it's going to be Lawrence. Then there's not a conversation, but I think that's going to be barring something crazy. That's, that's still all jets all the time, but uh, I, it's watching Daniel Jones is just, I mean, I know you, you said the word experience, but it, the highs and lows and, and that last drive was emblematic of what you see from Daniel Jones, where he will make some incredible plays. He will pull rabbits out of his hat and he will also make throws that just make you go, you can win with this guy. And then he also makes shows that you go, you're never going to win with this guy. And, and I think it, it's, it hasn't got, I know he's young, but it hasn't gotten a lot of better, a lot better year to year. I know it's only a second year. I know it's, it, it's not exactly a lot of time. I don't want to make a referendum on his career based on the first. Hey, there was another so dude that drafted but, this year with the sixth overall pick. That's playing a hell of a lot better than that. He's played what? Five, yes. six games. I'm it's not just, making I, an excuse. He's got, 14 games a starter, 18 games a starter, something like that? Yeah, it's just it, – this is what he is. Uh, his highs are high. His lows are low. And it's in-game, in-quarter, in-drive, in-touchdown to two-point conversion. I mean, yeah. it is, it is, it is, there's the, the play-to-play inconsistency is maddening because you can see the high level that he flashes, but he flashes bad as often as he flashes good in both of them polar opposite directions. Like it's yeah. bad is horrible. The good is phenomenal. It's Carson like, Wentz. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like neither one of them will do what I talked about last night. When we were talking about Todd Bowles, we all joked about saying Tom Brady throws great incompletions. He does. He did it again tonight. If he tries to force one in there, it's in a place where it really can't be picked. It might be an incompletion. Daniel Jones on the second interception. What the hell are you doing? Don't take the sack, but don't just dump it off. Throw it short. So it skips. It's an incompletion. You can't throw a sack. You can't throw a pick there. It's not like, even. It's just. Big. It's just bad. And this, a couple of sacks he took in the first half. I mean, the, this is this. I mean, the Giants could have won this game if Daniel Jones doesn't yeah. take sacks on third and long and take him out of field goal range in two or the three drives in a row. Like, it's it's just maddening. But the decision on the quarterback, like, I don't. If it's Gettleman making that call, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pull the trigger on a quarterback or take whatever a team's ransom, especially if they're picking two. He's overall. taking Sewell. Or, or take a trade. If, 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 it's, if it's Gettleman, he's taking Sewell. I, again, he's I, taking, I like he's building the trenches. If yeah. it's two, I'm trading out of that spot. Like if, I, if I'm not taking a quarterback in the top two, I'm trading. I agree. If somebody, I mean, again, you have to always see what the package is, all the other stuff, but somebody's going to want to come up for fields. Um, <laughs> if you're picking three and those, those guys go one, two, you take Sewell and you move on. Like I, that's perfectly fine. You're, you're never, you're not going to regret that pick, but two, I make that trade, but we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with them. But um, this was not quite, as Jake said, this is not quite the big performance we were expecting. Uh, I thought this was going to be the, you know, Buccaneers come out. They smoke them again, three straight games of blowout victories, do it again on national television. Everybody's talking about them, but they got the win. They did enough. We're going to see them in prime time for the next two weeks. They have, they have a chance to kind of redeem themselves off of a win and not have to bounce back off of a loss, which is always the scenario that you want. But 
there, there's still plenty to work on. And this goes back to the conversation we had yesterday's podcast of there is no number one, no doubt, top Super Bowl team right now. There are a lot of teams in contention. The Bucs are still absolutely one of them. The Steelers are absolutely one of them. But nobody right now is – there's nobody that I would say right now I'm 100% confident is playing in the Super Bowl. And where like last year we felt pretty damn confident it was going to be either the Chiefs or, or Baltimore from the AFC, I, I, which is exciting. Um, there's also been some other interesting news that came out today that could make the playoffs even more wild and weird. Uh, the competition committee is submitting a, 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 I don't know what to put it, a proposal for potentially a 16-team playoff. Um, I'll be if shocked up, if this if happens, they end up missing but... games post buy like I and then there's gonna be no buys for teams. It's gonna go one one versus eight, two versus seven type deal, whatever it's gonna be. The extended the we already have an extended playoff. Regardless, we might have an, a super extended playoff here. It's gonna be a really exciting run, and I think in the end it's gonna make for a very exciting season because I don't think you can just pinpoint one or two teams this year like you could in years past and go, yeah, you know we know we're just playing it out, but or, or like one conference where you go. Yeah, you know, it'll be fun at the NFC, but like in the AFC, we really know who's coming out of it, like we've seen the last couple of years. And I think that's exciting. No, we saw it on, we saw it with both conferences last year. I mean, this time last year, guys, I was in San Francisco and I watched the San Francisco 49ers absolutely dismantle the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. And that was that team. That was that team all year long last year. It was San Francisco. They were consistent all year long, they always looked good. And they made it there, right? And and the Chiefs had their moments, but it was always like, okay, the conversations, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And that's what we got. Like it's there were moments of doubt, but really those were the teams for the entirety of the season. And they got there and they played there, right? And so this year it just feels more wide open than ever before. And that's what's great about the NFL is that usually that that can happen, but it feels closer than than I really can remember it in a, in a very, very long time, especially coming off of this game with the Bucks. I do think, I do think we're going to get a much better interpretation or look at what the Bucks look like when they play the saints next week. Um, I anticipate you'll get a much more dialed in football team. I thought there were quite a few times where I watched that defense look pretty laxed in moments where I think that's not, I don't want to say it's surprising, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not that surprising. They're playing the giants that happens. That happens. You've had two games where you've been really up, very excited. This game, it's just not the same. You're not going to get up for the giants as much as you say, it's just, I think they're looking ahead. They're looking at the new Orleans saints. You got to be happy with the victory. You move on. You got, you got the W and you got the saints on Sunday night football. Like that's, if you're a bucks fan, I think you got to be happy with just walking away with the W. Hey, that's a great point because we all went back to, oh, they owe Danny Dimes from last year. It's still Monday night football. The Giants think they can win the division. Tom Brady owes the – screw all that. <laughs> like, you should have – it's a damn game. You should have had your asses up, and they didn't. It mm -hmm. felt like they were feeling themselves a little bit. I'm going to tell you the best part about coming out tonight. You went to Chicago, and you got hit in the mouth, and you made some mistakes – and you caught, you should have won the game. You possibly could have won the game, whatever it was, but you didn't. And you went home and that meal tasted like shit. You didn't sleep good. It sucked. Tonight, that meal is going to taste fantastic. <laughs> Drinks are going to go down smooth. You're going to sleep like a baby. You're going to get your ass up and you're going to be ready for the same. The difference in winning ugly and losing one that I think they needed to win. I'll go back to regardless how the season ends. We're going to go back to that game on Thursday night in Chicago and say that was the turning point because it woke them up. Yeah, I think this wakes them up again. 
two back-to-back 25-point wins for the first time in franchise history. You're feeling yourselves a little bit. A lot of young guys on this team. But you get to go home with the W on this one. Because Tom Brady ain't going to let your ass forget the next two or three days, neither is VA, how this went when you're getting ready for the Saints. So I said last night, you got another big brother, little brother scenario this weekend. You got a chance to knock your big brother's ass out. If you can't do it, you don't deserve to win the damn division anyway. So, like, this is what it is. You look better than them. Can you step up and beat them? Well, I think the Saints are used to getting punched at this point in the season because it's happening internally and externally all year long. Um, but from a fantasy perspective in this game, one, it was good to, good to see Mike Evans, 555, and that beautiful touchdown catch. Rob Gronkowski catches a touchdown again. I'm very curious to see how Antonio Brown fits in here because it, in my estimation, I don't think outside of Evans and Gronk that Brady really is trusting on a just a drive-to-drive basis any other pass catcher. We see a little bit with Scotty Miller. But I, it just it feels like he's finding guys, but like they're not always on the same page with him. Like Mickens in particular, like it, there was the, the broadcast. Yeah, two words for you, Jaden Mickens. Yep. yep, that's where you're going to see Antonio Brown. He had yes. five targets in the first half, and Antonio Brown's going to make those plays. Uh, so I mean, that's for a number of different reasons. So I'm really excited to see that work. Uh, you know, fingers crossed on Chris Godwin, but I still think, you know, I think it's optimistic to imagine after that surgery he'll be back next week, but. He'll be back soon, and they're going to have all those weapons. It's going to be exciting. On the other side of the ball, Sterling Shepard's really been a player for New York since he's come back. Like, he is their wide receiver one. I know Slayton makes big plays, and, and look, Daniel Jones missed Slayton a couple times deep down the field. If he ever connected on one, I think four times down the field, he missed Darius Slayton. Uh, but Shepard, eight for 74 in this game, uh, t- team high 10 targets. Like, he's the guy that they want to go to with volume. And now that he's back and healthy, he's somebody that is going to be in that conversation week in and week out in that like wide receiver three range that you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I have Sterling Shepard. I have Golden Tate. I sat him. He had moments tonight, but didn't get involved until later on. So happy with what you've seen from Sterling Shepard. Happy with what you've seen in moments from Evan Ingram, especially with the tight end position that's been just god awful this year um and you know at the end of the day mike evans got you one in the end zone so i think everybody that was that was looking for for mike uh he took care of business and got you got you what you needed probably to get a victory the giants have lost 30 of their last 40 games guys it's been rough rough for giants fans they're they're in a they're in a tough spot i'm really interested to see how they do moving forward and and what they do in the fact the difference is though they're, com- they're competitive now page for like sure. Joe Judge, is, he has changed the mentality of how hard these guys play. They don't have enough players, but the guys they have are playing hard, and they're in games. They've been in, what, six of seven games in the fourth quarter within one score. They're one and seven, one and six, wherever they are now. But they've been in those games. They're better. Sure. Last year was an embarrassment. Like, they got yeah. they got dusted a bunch. Yeah. That's not happening. He's playing complimentary football. They're playing hard-nosed defense. They're, con- they're committed to trying to run it here and there, even though they're on their, what, fourth or fifth running back. They're better, but they're, they're a ways away. But I mean, if you're a Giants fan, I think you got to be encouraged. You got to feel good about it's been a long road, but you at least see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, a little bit. Yes. You should. You're, you're you should. You're a draft classes away from being. Uh, look, the, the other thing that you have to be encouraged about is what is standing in your way of making the playoffs the next couple of years? Yeah. Philadelphia team is inconsistent and is in cap hell. A Dallas Cowboys team that can't stay healthy and may or may not have their quarterback signed in time slash healthy. Yeah, what I, mean, I saw what? tonight, they might make it this year. Uh, 
I just, it's like, they don't have much competition for this team to be in playoff contention next year. Like to me, I, I still, I'd still think Washington has a really good chance of winning this division. I love what they're doing right now. I'm very under the radar. Cause if everyone wants to talk about the dumpster fires with Dallas and Philadelphia, and they're not paying attention to Washington has been okay. Uh, relative to the NFC East. I mean, we're all, we're, we're grading on NFC East scale curve, right? Yeah. Now, but uh, like, let's be realistic here. They're not a playoff. Division team, one double A. Yeah. But uh, they are, but this team, like Jake said, they're competitive. They fight you to the end. And those are, those are great qualities to have. They're still a couple years away. They still have to fix some things on the defensive side of the ball, but you'll get Saquon back Shepard and, and Slayton continue to grow. We'll see what they do with Evan Ingram in a contract year. But, I mean, they have some pieces. If, if Andrew Thomas can get it figured out with Will Hernandez there, maybe, you know, you're bringing in, if you don't get the quarterback, you're bringing in Sewell on the other side. So now you have two top five franchise, hopefully, tackles on both sides there, you know, with some couple guards that you've paid. Like, if all that stuff works, and all of a sudden this team can be competitive in a division that's going to be winnable for a few years now. It's listen, I, I think what Giants fans are probably going to come back with, and they even said it in this, in this broadcast, right. Is that Jake and I, and I agree with Jake, like you got to be happier and encouraged with what you saw. The problem is you're playing in New York, man. Like that's not good enough. It's just not good enough. They've been hearing that shit for too long. Like they're like, no, we're the Giants. We want to compete. We don't want to have another season where we're not competing. This division is up for grabs and we're tired of being right there, but not getting the win. Like, the, I'm the, not sure when I became this wins. person, Paige, but I, I became the voice of reason to all these <laughs> fan bases, including the Bucks. How many Super Bowls did you win with Eli? Two. When did he retire? The year ago. So shouldn't you have a damn rebuilding stage? Yes. You it's would just, agree. You just won two Super Bowls with the greatest quarterback you've had in your franchise. How many did you win with Phil Sims? Two. Did it take a little while to get back there? Yes. Yes. Give it a minute. Yes. Jesus Christ, people! Like this ain't that hard. They're not yes, good enough. Yes, I get yet. the divisions winnable, but according to the Dolphins, they don't give a shit about winning the division. They want to win five Super Bowls with Tua. So they're going to tank this year this to do year. that. The Giants are not good enough yet. They're not going to be this year. No. Next year they might be competitive in a division that's bad, but they're not going to be great. Like I mean, it, it's it's going to take some time, but so far, not bad. If it is like I want to see this team stay healthy. And they still need to rebuild that defense. Like there's a lot of things they tore down from this team. Like there's a lot. And we could talk about some of the things that the Gettleman should or shouldn't have done, whatever. But this team is still a couple years away from being any, any sort of semblance of competitive. The only thing, the only reason there's this facade of competitiveness is because that division is going to be one with six, a six game winner. 100%. Man. 100%. Cause you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a one win football team and even talking about sniffing the postseason. Like no. the only reason that you're doing that is because you're in the worst division, a, a division that is going to set records for being that bad. bad. Well, like that's again, what we're talking about. Even, even next year, Philadelphia is going to be worse. That roster is going to be worse regardless. So unless Carson Wentz becomes a completely different player, the rest of the team around him is going to be worse because of the cap situation. Even if Dak comes back and plays at the same level he was playing at this year, the cap, what was the Cowboys record when he went down? Like, yeah, it's not it wasn't like good. this is, this is not just, it's like, Oh, well they can bring Dak back and everything's great. No, everything is not great. Washington. I like some of, I like what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, but who's going to be playing quarterback for them next year, especially if they win that division, you're, bring, you're bringing in a free agent at that point. Like, like who, who are you bringing in? Like, I don't think you're going in with Kyle Allen. You're not drafting one. If you're up picking Sam at like Bradford. 21. Sam Bradford, <laughs> Sam Darnold. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Sam, sorry, Sam Bradford can't be stealing Sam money from anybody hey, anymore. It might be Sam Bradford at this point. I was like, Sam Bradford, we're bringing him back. Oh, like, who, right. like, who, God bless like, you, Sam. Alex Smith still playing there? Why not? Dude, yeah. Listen, Sam Bradford, uh, all time in in stealing money. No, Congratulations, Don, 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 brother. Darnold's going to San Francisco. Like, yeah, that's a wrap. Especially with especially with Jimmy G's injury, which we'll get into. Perfect time to transition, guys. Let's talk about waiver wire pickups. Corey Davis, uh, the first guy I want to talk about here. Listen, he led the team in targets coming out of Sunday's game against Cincinnati. Ten targets, eight catches. Uh, I think he had 128 yards and a touchdown in that game against Cincinnati. You got to feel pretty good about what you've seen from Corey Davis. We talked a little bit about him on yesterday's podcast, but he's available in quite a few leagues. I think it's what, over 60% of leagues, Jamie? 63%. You said? Yeah, it, he's a guy you you should be picking up. I can't imagine that you wouldn't be picking him up. Guys, what are your thoughts? Must add. Don't ex- don't expect. Definitely must add bench, but don't expect that kind of production. He has a rough next five matchups. Rough. He has it, been a nice complimentary piece. He's actually been there one, but I, I wouldn't expect what you've been getting because they have a really really rough go of it for the next five weeks. They do yeah, have a couple of tough matchups, that's for sure. Yeah, he's been a wide receiver two this year. I don't think you're gonna get that sort of production, but in that wide receiver three ish range, I think he can be, especially if a lot of focus is gonna to continue to be on AJ Brown in these matchups. That could leave Corey Davis to take advantage of these situations, but uh, he's definitely somebody you need to add on your team right now. Like he's been so productive this year, and if you're holding on, if you're holding on to these wide receivers that have just either been banged up or have been haven't been productive. Like there's just too much talent on the waiver wire at that position to keep guys that haven't been productive. All right, guys, Zach Moss, your thoughts. He's got Seattle coming up and then Arizona the week after. Are you guys interested in picking him up on the waiver wires? Jake, you first. Yeah, running back is so damn banged up. They <laughs> Buffalo doesn't run it very well, but they made it a really concerted effort to run it this weekend against New England. He ran it really well, a couple touchdowns. I mean, I think as banged up as the running back position is, he's going to get you that 10 or 12 points you could be looking for. That's two really beneficial matchups for him. The next two weeks, it might be somebody you pick up for a couple weeks and then you drop later on. But I think right now, as banged up as the position is, I would definitely be looking at him. Yeah, he's 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 in that RB3 range right now. He's got a decent chance of scoring a touchdown, at least. I know he got two in this last game for his first two, but they want to – ideally, I mean, the thought coming in the season is they wanted to use him in the goal-to-go situations because they just do not trust Singletary to carry the load. It's going to be his timeshare split, but in those matchups and given all the injuries – that's going to make Moss fantasy relevant. So if you need some RB help, you can kind of stick him in there and he's going to be a, you know, an arguably a top 30 running back next week, just because of the situation. All right, guys, Tim Patrick uh, playing against Atlanta in week nine has an opportunity here for a, a pretty good matchup projected for just over 12 points in our sleeper league right now. Your thoughts, Jamie, if uh, you like Tim Patrick, if he's healthy, uh, he's somebody you need to consider this week. He is their deep downfield threat. He's got chemistry with Locke and all the other quarterbacks they have on that roster available in almost more than 80% of leagues. And again, it gets a pretty darn good matchup. So uh, I, w- I would like it uh, if he's healthy, which again is you might, might be touch and go here, which is that might be a differentiator for you between some of the other top receivers, but I love the matchup this week. Not somebody you have to keep on your roster for multiple weeks, but if you need help this week, I would do it. Jake, hundred percent, hundred percent health related. Look, I would have said no through about two and a half quarters of that game yesterday. Yeah, and then I went, okay, they're playing the Falcons. Yeah, I, I think I would definitely look at. I mean, if you're struggling and you need that flex position, especially if it's a sleeper league and you get two, 
I think he's a great fill-in for one week, if healthy. All right, Jamie, I was going to let you toss this one as your sneaky one, but then guess what? He showed up on the list. So unfortunately for you, we we stole him from you as your sneaky pickup, but that is Alan Lazard, who uh, I just went and pulled a Jamie, and I actually picked him up, put a claim in on Alan Lazard in my uh, official Slick Fantasy League while we were doing this because they went – I wonder if anybody has Alan Lazard. And sure enough, man, I, I gotta in. stop recording these on my damn phone. Yeah, listen, yeah, I'm you guys a, I'm, are making claims while we're on the show every week. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about this. I'm like, yeah, Jay, I learned from Jamie. I'm like, yeah, what kind of move am I gonna do here, Alan Lazard? Let's look up these stats. Pick him up in in the sleeper league. All right, moving on. Uh, Jamie, obviously, he was your secret guy to pick up. Why do you like him moving forward? He's going to be Aaron Rodgers' number two option, and they're going to have to throw a lot with the way that defense is playing. Uh, averaging 17.4 points per game in those first three games before he went down. If you have an IR spot, it's a good spot to stash him. He's already back at practice. I, I would be very surprised if he plays this week because you can give him some extra time before the next game, but I think he will be active by week 10, uh, and he's going to get some play. Like He's going to be a guy that's going to be in that wide receiver three range, and maybe you've gotten about. So if you in a league, especially with IR spots, where you can literally just pick him up, put him on an IR spot, and pick up somebody else, I, I would be running to grab him. He's available in 75% of leagues. I did that exact same thing late last week in, in our sleeper league in the TDN Premium League, uh, and I'm really excited because they're, they're literally running out of offensive players in Green Bay right now. Uh, and yes, Devontae Adams is going to get a ton of targets, but – even as much as he gets, aside from that one random game, he really is in that normal like 25, 26, 27% target share. There is room for other guys in this offense to step up, and nobody has except Lazard in early, earlier this year. So I, I like taking a chance on him there. Lazard's the missing link. The only thing that could bite you in the ass is the trade deadline tomorrow for Eastern. Yeah. That's what like, the only thing like the only thing I would wait on is if they're finally smart enough to give Aaron Rodgers another damn piece. I don't think they are. They've been dumb enough to continue to not do this for a long, long time now. If that's the case, then Lazard is that missing piece. He looked phenomenal before he got hurt. I liked him coming into the season, and then he looked like he took a big step forward. So, yeah, I, I love it. You and stash him, like you said. Hopefully he's not, not going to play Thursday night. Hopefully he's ready next week. He could be that that secondary complimentary piece to Devontae Adams. And if he looked like he was a deep play threat like he was in New Orleans, you're getting a big home run there. All right, guys, the last one here to the Gus bus uh, coming off a pretty good performance. It's listen, we we've discussed that because of the injuries, right, that have been sustained because of Mark Ingram sitting out. This is probably not a long term one, but it's just something you're looking at maybe just for this week or are you not going to play the guessing game with the Baltimore backfield? Jake, I'll let you take this one first. Buyer beware. I think it's okay because the running back position is so banged up. They know they don't have enough weapons on the outside. So I think they're going to run the hell out of it, but this has been a shuffling in and out of guys here and there. Like they both had big games the other day. They both should have, I think he's the better option for them. I don't know why they can't just ride it out with Gus bus when Ingram's hurt. And you have to insist on playing Dobbins, who played well, too. But I, neither one of them can really get in the flow. If you're that banged up, I think he can probably get you 10 or 12. If he gets you in the end zone, freaking great. Uh, but it's kind of a buyer beware because Ingram's coming back before too long. And then he's going to cut into – we talked about this backfield a bunch, right? Like, this is musical chairs. Yeah, I, I'm leaving it alone. Like, look, if you're desperate and you're like, I, there's nobody else available that's that's – getting enough snaps and I have to throw somebody out there, which there are more than a few people in that scenario. Sure. 
but he's going to be splitting work. It's a horrible matchup against Indianapolis. And I'm not convinced Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram won't be back this week. There's just so many, so many variables there. I don't want to I don't want anybody. Like I don't want, I don't want Dobbins. I don't want Ingram. I don't want Gus Edwards. There'll be some value there from somebody on a week to week basis, but I don't want any of those guys because you really can't trust them. So you're literally in a, in a worst case, last case scenario where you just have nothing left fine because you know, at least he'll get, you know, 10 or 12 touches in the game, but otherwise no. All right, guys, finishing up here, Thursday night football, look ahead. The Niners and the Packers will be playing each other. And this Niners team is not going to look like what we have seen in the past. They have a ton of injuries they have sustained this year, but there have been some pretty significant ones coming off that last game. Jimmy G and George Kittle not going to be available. Uh, Kittle done for the season. Jimmy G going to be done for six weeks at a minimum was the last I, but I, uh, I think they're without surgery without surgery. And then it could, could be a season for him too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're looking at, obviously um, everybody was playing George Kittle. So there is no way that you're going to be able to replace him from a fantasy perspective, but is there anybody that you guys can throw out there for people to try and take a, a flyer on because this is definitely going to be a hot topic in fantasy this week with George Kittle's injury moving forward. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll throw my first guy. I've been on Ebron all year. He's finally starting to kind of pick that up. He's available here and there, but Jamie, you run with this one. I mean, this is, this is going to be weekly plays. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody that I think you need to add and then just never drop. But, you know, Logan Thomas is a good matchup this week, uh, coming back off the bye against the Giants. A lot of people dropped him because of the week off. Uh, you know, some more flyers. I think Darren Fells uh, is a little bit interesting. Um, I like uh, – Hank puts Robert Tanya, but a lot of people have him already. Like, I, yeah. I'm trying to go, like, really, like, deep. Um, you know, uh, Trey Burton is interesting. They're scheming up some interesting plays for Trey Burton. He scored in three straight weeks, got a rushing touchdown again this past week it's it's an upside play doesn't have a great matchup but they're trying to get him involved a lot he kind of looks like the player that we thought he would be when he went to Chicago and then never was uh, coming off of the that run with Philadelphia um you know Jordan Reed is a, at least worth discussing as long as he's healthy um uh, they're gonna Mullins and company are gonna throw to the tight end he's gonna be in that conversation so he's somebody that you know, needs to be talked about as well, but there, there aren't a lot of options. You're going to go on a week to week basis here, but Logan Thomas would be my choice if you're going for one week, if he's available, I would, I would take him. Uh, and if not, I think Darren Fells or even Dalton Schultz uh, could get you by this week. Not great options. None of them are top 12, uh, but they're at least worthy of being in consideration. You're just not going to replace guys like that. Unfortunately, no. I know everybody's always, you're, you're looking for your best options. You're going to be playing your matchups. I have Kittle in a league. Um, I picked up Logan Thomas uh, not that long ago. I put in a waiver claim, I should say, um, and hopeful that I'll have him coming into this week. But it's going to be one of those situations where I'm going to have to pick somebody up every week from now until to get myself um, into the fantasy postseason. So you, you weathered the storm because Kittle was already injured this year. So you've probably been trying to figure this out already throughout the season, but this is definitely bad news for San Francisco, obviously, um, as they are still in a position to, to, to be in the postseason. We've talked about them being this team, right? When we look at this game specifically, and I, I, I was at this game last year. It was such an incredible 
matchup between the two. And then it was all San Francisco, right? It was all San Francisco, the whole game, but that, that line is not the same. That defense is not the same. They don't have the same that sustain a ton of injuries. And quite frankly, we've seen good and bad from Aaron Rodgers, right? And they're on, they're, they're playing on Thursday night. They've got their own injuries and things that they're dealing with. So what are you guys expecting from this one? Because I think, you know, Nick Mullins played pretty good when he came in uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G hasn't been great this year anyways. Um, so I'm looking at this game going, I don't really know what we're going to see in it. And you can't bet on it right now. It's not available at betonline.ag because there's way too many uh, things up in the air. And so we will revisit it on Thursday during the day. But as of right now, you cannot gamble on it. Jamie, what are you expecting football-wise in this game? A lot of confusion. Uh, to me, my, all my eyes are focused on the Green Bay running back situation where the A.J. Dillon positive COVID test. Uh, Jamal Williams has been considered a close contact at this point, so there's a chance he's not going to be allowed to play on Thursday. Aaron Jones might not be back in time to play that game. I'm sure they would much rather give him extra rest than, than force him to come back, um, which, kind of, which leaves like Tyler Irvin and... Practice squad. Practice, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they do. They have a running back on the practice squad. I have to even go look right now. But it's it's could be a rough situation, especially if you've been like me. If I'm they Aaron don't, Jones. they can't get anybody cleared. No, well, the, no, and they, they could they could be, anyway. Like yeah, it, if it's, you're close contact, five day minimum, right? So there's no way yeah. you're playing Thursday night. So if I they don't have one on the practice squad. They, they're that's Tyler Irvin or Aaron Jones. You're done. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to look up right now if they have. Uh, they have Dexter Williams. On their practice squad, that's the only running back they have. So I guess it would be Dexter, uh, Dexter is Patrick Taylor on there, there as well. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, they, they, they don't have a, uh, they don't have a ton of options. So. Yeah, this the both teams, right? I think you're, I think you're looking at both teams with obviously sustained injuries. I mean, Green Bay obviously to the running back room with the COVID situation, but in San Francisco, obviously with with Jimmy and 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 George Kittle. I don't know what to expect in this one. I think there's a lot up in the air. Jake, are you, what are you, what are you looking at in this matchup? Are we even going to learn anything from this? Cause I think these are, I Look, mean, Green Bay, I take more seriously than San Francisco at this point. San Francisco had a league high $56 million of salary cap space on IR before Jimmy G and Kittle. They're up to $80 million yeah. of cap space on freaking injured reserve. They're banged up. They have a backup quarterback playing. They just gave up 37 points to Russell. Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers can put up 37 on this defense is playing okay. They still got Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers against Nick Mullins. I don't give a shit who else is on the field. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Nick Mullins. I'm taking Green Bay and what's left of that team with Devontae Adams, who's better than anything San Francisco's putting out there. Debo Samuel's not coming back. Now you don't have Kittle. Who knows what running back position is that? Hasty looked like Beast Mode Jr. McKinnon McK looked freaking tired legs or whatever they called him last week. Their defense is okay. I don't think the Packers have enough weapons to put up the points that C the Seahawks did. When Tyler Lockett wasn't really involved, DK went off, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams over nobody you can name this left for San Francisco. Yeah, this is – if they can pull this off, this would be all-time wizardry by Kyle Shanahan. Because at some point, and it wouldn't surprise me. That's a great point, Paige. Because it wouldn't surprise me if Kyle freaking if Hasty runs for two fifty in this game. I won't be surprised. Me. Defense is that bad. I will not be surprised if there's anybody that I trust from an offensive side 
to scheme up with less, to scheme up with less, just guys, right? You're just putting bodies out there at this point. And you just, sometimes it, it, you look at this, you look down at the statute and you go, who, what? Like, it doesn't make sense, but he's done it before. And it wouldn't surprise me. And this defense is on a green Bay side is, is nothing to like they're, they're not intimidated. Right. So I will be very interested to see what, what happens in this one. I, I do think obviously it's a Thursday night. They're going on the road uh, for green Bay. They're going to San Francisco. There's no home field advantage, but still always weird for the, for the visiting team. So it will be, I envision it'll be a close game. We'll be interested one, to see what the line comes out at. One thing worth noting is Nick Mullins was about to take Jimmy G's job. Yes, he was. When he got hurt, he played really good. And then he played like shit and he got benched. Yeah. So like, but don't be surprised. He's going to come out and sling it. Like he has no problem. Like when he plays, he throws for 300. And he's played with a bunch of people you've never heard of. And he's throwing for 300. And this defense is bad. So like, don't be surprised if it's a Nick Mullins and freaking Aaron Rodgers shootout. And Devontae Adams is the only other dude you can name other than Brandon Ayuk, maybe. Like it, it could be really, really interesting. I know the league is like, oh shit, man, this was about to be our first decent matchup on Thursday night. And there you go. Yeah. They should it, move it to Monday. Yeah, for sure. They might. <laughs> they damn sure might. Yeah. And then we would be able to get at least um, the Niners are still screwed, but like they could get through. Po- yeah, at least Green Bay. The could Niners get are extra screwed if they move it. Because now yeah. you probably get Aaron Jones is probably gonna be okay by Monday. Yeah. Dylan's back, Williams back. My fantasy team would appreciate if you moved it to Monday, and I know um, Jamie's yeah, would as well. So, yeah. all three of us. Yes. You want to you want to go ahead and kick the can down the road to Monday night? I'd be just fine with that NFL. So feel free. We're we're all aboard if you guys want to do that, and we'll see what the line comes out at. As I said, yeah. I think there we're going to be waiting a little bit to see what ends up shaking out in this matchup. I do like Ayuk in this game, though. Uh, I think he's he's the diner that you have to play. Uh, in this game, I think he's a wide receiver too. This week, he's been he's had two really good weeks in a row. He's the, he's proven he can be an impact player as the guy with Debo Samuel injured two weeks ago and not even playing this past weekend. So, uh, I would play him as well. And this San Francisco quarterback situation is going to be very interesting because there's a good chance none of the three they currently have on the roster are back next year. Uh, and I and I don't think I I think they're going to cut Garoppolo in the offseason. So, uh, we talked about that possibility a few months ago. Uh, it's contractually fairly simple to do uh, given their cap situation. So uh, I think we're going to, especially with all these quarterbacks that are going to be available, because we've already talked about some of the few names that are going to be either pending free agents or their teams are drafting quarterbacks high and they're going to trade them. Like we've talked about Sam Darnold, uh, you know, Jameis Winston's going to be out there. I mean, there's going to be Daniel a few Jones in that Daniel offense. Jones could be Kyle if, Shanahan if, on the move and all those naked boots. And so, Ooh, give yep. me some of that. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan. Me- yeah, sign if, sign if, me up for if like, they could have made it yes, happen. Please, if the Falcons, please. if the cap thing please. wouldn't have absolutely just impaled them, that was the move. That'd be the move. But I don't know if the Falcons can be able. I don't think the Falcons can actually field a roster if they trade Matt Ryan. Like I don't think their cap situation will allow them to field a roster and play next season. It would be God. It would be incredible. I would love to see Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan together again. It would again. be beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. be beautiful. I think I'd rather see Darnold or even Danny Dimes. Man, Matt Ryan's a statue at this point. And as so, much as Kyle's getting him on the move and doing some of this stuff, those two guys that can really throw on the run would be a little more interesting to me. But it would be. Uh, I think he might be enough to give make him let him let him have a run with these young receivers. 
as much as I, I'd like, I would enjoy seeing either one of those guys coming out of New York, but as far as who is deserving of an opportunity, it's by far and away, Sam Darnold, like Sam Darnold is in, he doesn't have the weapons that Daniel Jones has. Like there's legitimate receivers and options all over the field and a good tight. I mean, they've got, they've got good stuff happening in New York. Jeff Smith and Braxton Berrios, nothing to you, Paige. Oh my God. I mean, it's disgusting at this point. And Adam Gase in and of itself, that that is enough for me to want to just be like, you know what, Sam, whatever you need, pal, let's, let's, let's take you from like the least to the most. Let's take you from Adam Gase, the faux quarterback guy to Kyle Shanahan, the real quarterback guy. Like, could could we not no more with Adam Gates? Yeah. Just no more. Darnold would be a great fit. Uh, Love also it. The, there, there's it. a secret, like, sadistic part of me that wants to see, like, Trubisky go there and have a ton of success. Why would you even put that out into the universe? That is something. I want to be out in front of it. Listen, so that way everyone. By just, the way, you're stuck with Nick Foles for three years talking about Matt just, Ryan. Uh, you're stuck in listen, Atlanta. Yeah. Your listen. salary cap screwed oh. with Nick Foles, too. Listen, this is uh, made final thought. Final thoughts here. Uh, everybody listening to the podcast in Chicago, Jamie now lives in Chicago. So just remember, if any of this happens, I will send you directly to him because he put that out into the universe. So you better believe if this shit happens. Nah, Ryan Pace put that shit out in the universe. No, 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 no. Jamie just did this. And I didn't I tell you to trade for Nick Foles. They're old. No, no, no. Resign you, neither one, Nope. Neither one of you is walking this back. I oh, no, it. I would, I I would love on, it. I have it on tape. I'm, I'm, I'm team Mitchy, Mitchy T. Yeah. Mitchy touchdown. Oh my God. I'm going to be sick. Mitchie All right, Jamie. Borrow one of your jerseys. I know you got one. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Jamie, your final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are, this is going to be another <laughs> Mitchy football. I think puts down there. Uh, this is going to be a, another wild week uh, of action. Uh, there's going to be, we're already seeing a lot, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of tests that are positive. We're going to start with this Thursday night game where you might not know what the running back situation looks like. This is going to be a big week for the waiver wire, but it's also going to be a big week to assess where you are as a fantasy team. Are you a top contender? That's just kind of like I'm coasting to a top two seed. Are you a team that's fighting for the playoffs? Or are you fighting for your life at the bottom of the standings? Because trade deadlines are coming up in the NFL tomorrow, but in fantasy leagues over the next couple of weeks, we're not that far away from Thanksgiving. Like that, that week 12 is going to smack us in the face real quick here. Uh, you're going to have to set your team up now. Start looking at matchups, as I said last week. Look at matchups for the playoff time. Look at maybe potential deals that you can do two for one or some or upgrading a certain position on your team. Maybe you just lost George Kittle and you, you really think you need to have a tight end for the stretch run. Start looking at deals with teams that are below you in the standings and saying they might not they might need volume. They might need some guys. You might be really strong at wide receiver and you have some of those pieces to give or uh, you know, or you picked up Antonio Brown, for example, and you're going to take a gamble and maybe trade away a couple wide receivers off your bench because you're hoping Antonio Brown becomes a weekly starter for you. Whatever it might be, you need to really be honest with yourself and assess where your team is going into week nine because in a lot of leagues, you've got maybe four weeks left before the postseason. You're going to have to make some moves, and for a lot of you, that might you might need three or four wins to even get, to get a chance to play in the postseason. So this is the time to sit back, reflect on your roster over these next couple of days, and reflect on guys that you have on your bench or on the waiver wire or anybody else that you could find some value in and see if you can make some deals going forward. Solid advice there, Jamie. Final thoughts, Jake? Get your asses out and vote. And then press 
and realize that no matter what the hell happens, the sun's going to come up on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a month from now, whenever the hell we find out who the president and everybody else that's on that ticket is, it's going to be okay. But get your ass out and vote. As my mom told me a long time ago, if you don't vote, you can't bitch. So get your asses out and vote. I'll leave it at that. If there was ever, yeah, if there was, if there was ever a person to quote on this podcast, Christine Arians should be that person. Okay. Mama Arians is. I quoted her a lot tonight during that game. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. The goat of goats. Okay. Uh, And that does not surprise me at all that that's what she said, but on a serious note, there are many states. I think it's like 15 that you can, if you haven't registered, you can still register uh, on Tuesday and go in and vote. Please vote, exercise your right. It's the most American thing that you can do. It's like, it is such an important, crucial aspect of, and I've loved what I've seen from the NFL. I've loved the stories of how many players have voted for the first time. Um, that's it's, it's truly is such it, it is the most American thing you can do. Like it is such an important piece of, of who we are and the fabric of our society. And to Jake's point, I hope that everybody can just take a collective deep breath and realize that no matter what happens, we are Americans, we should treat each other well. um, And it should not matter. You should not treat a person who voted differently than you any different than you would want to be treated. And I think that's the the best way that I can possibly say it. I know that's very hard and I know there's a lot of things going on in this country, but there is nothing good that comes from being mean and nasty. I, I mean, it, nothing good. So I hope that people take that message. If you take anything away from today's podcast, I hope you take that away. One last point I want to make too, because obviously the, the headline is always going to be the presidential debate or excuse me, the presidential race. But there's going to be a lot of wherever you're listening to us, wherever you live around the country, there are going to be a lot of propositions that are going to affect you personally and immediately. Yes. Educate yourself on them wherever you are. There are going to be new laws that go into effect on January 1st based on how those votes go immediately in your county, in your, in your district, in your state, whatever, your city, whatever it might be. So I know everybody's – and all the talk is always going to be about you know what the Senate's going to be or who wins the presidential debate. But there are a lot of those things that don't get the attention that you should educate yourself on. And those are extremely important to you as well because those are going to affect your day-to-day life possibly immediately. I mean, almost immediately, whether it's legalization of other things, whether it's certain tax rules, whether it's certain funding. I mean, those things matter, too. TDN against the spread. Seven states are up for sports gambling legalized. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That is one as well. (laughs) If you like to join us, you like to make some money. That's one, too. I mean, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to see. So make sure you don't just you don't just vote in one race there. Uh, Don't vote just the very top and forget about everything else, because your life, both recreationally or financially can be affected by everything that you wrote on. Uh, so educate uh, yourself on that as you go to the polls as well. I appreciate that, Jamie. And I obviously, I'm not partisan on that one. Vote yes so that we can gamble on sports and oh, everybody yeah, can take some tax money and use it on roads and schools and everything else. God bless. Yeah, if gonna I'm going to lose it? my money, at least I want it to go to like school, yeah. speak, like textbooks or something. Might as well have it go to something good. When I can't, when I can't, you know, hit a spread on a primetime game to save my life, I at least want to know that like little Jimmy in social studies is going to learn about the civil war. Like that's what I, that's what, that's what helps me sleep at night when I lose yet another primetime game pick against the spread. Oh, what a fantastic way to end the podcast. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? (laughs) At Arians NFL on Instagram and Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jamie. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, and you can only follow my picks on Sundays from here on out. 
<laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on both Twitter and Instagram. You should follow the show at TDN fantasy. Uh, please leave us a review, subscribe, give us five stars on Apple. We greatly appreciate that. And on Spotify's new feature, you can click not only the like button, but you can click get notifications. So it's, they're, they're trying to catch up with Apple here. So you can, it's all, it's like a semi subscribe button. They're not, they're not all the way there. They got a like button and now, now it'll give you notifications when we, when we get a new episode. So please do that. We greatly appreciate it and go out and vote. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.